Hiya, it's the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss here, and I'm asking you to go ahead and tune in to the Wrestling Purists. They're on all streaming platforms for podcasts. They talk all things wrestling. And you know, if I'm endorsing it, you know it's Sunnylicious. So go ahead and check out the Wrestling Purists. You won't regret it. Mwah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Purist Podcast and another episode of the Retro Review. Uh, along with Jeff, my name is Ryan. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Sunny Kiss for the endorsement. Uh, Sunny Kiss is on Twitter at SunnyKissXO. Uh, Jeff, uh, everybody can't see it, but I can. You're rocking that sweet um, old school. Uh, Boomer size and Bengals hat. Uh, you must be in high spirits. Um, I am in high spirits. Um, again, it's you know, I, I never thought in life I would live my thirty-five years long enough to, um, you know, be called you know like a bang a Bengals bandwagon fan. I I, I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> I had no idea that could ever be a thing in 2022 or in life. <laughs> I mean, maybe in 88, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, by hook or by crook, uh, nine sacks not holding us down. I could rant on that later, but <laughs> my Bengals are going to the AFC uh, championship game. I was watching the game earlier and they put up the graphic of, you know, us already in there and if we play the winner and I just, I had to take a picture because, I mean, I just, I can't believe it. Like, you know, I just can't believe it. it if I could rant for a second, it feels, Todd, you're a Steelers fan. So, I mean, I mean, you just, you know, you guys just walk to the playoffs every year, you know. Um, you know, you're lean for the past couple of years, but, you know, for the most part, great franchise. Mm -hmm. This The past two weeks or, you know, or like, you know, I, I, I didn't say probably a month, it's just been weird territory where you forget like the good things about being a fan, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I just forgot that being a fan of, I wouldn't even say like a winning team, but just, you know, we won and then we won again. And now we're in the AFC championship game. And I understand that they get doesn't, you know, I'm not saying we're going to go every single year. That's fair, but just, you know, winning meaningful games it's I, I really don't know how to explain it like I wish I could explain it to you about I mean I'm sure everybody will take it for granted but I do not <laughs> uh, yeah um and you know not not to say you're you're not on cloud nine now but uh being a being you know a Michigan guy as well and um you know watching the events that transpired this this afternoon um for those who don't know, Tom Brady's the greatest football player to ever live. Sorry. Yeah, if you if you don't if, if you don't like it, uh, you can go watch uh, you know Pat McAfee show. And there's there is there's nobody like him. There's nobody that uh, that that commands an offense, uh, uh, commands a field, lead leads a team like him. And you know what he. Um, You've kind of seen the NFL go through 
its various stages over the last 22 years. And there's nobody that has done what he's done in a, in a, in an NFL career. So um, rumors are, it might be coming to an end. Um, no success from sight. So. Uh, God, if I could have one more second, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Um, another thing too, is again, and, and, and this is a wrestling podcast, so not to, you know, submarine it with, with football and sports, but in the same sense, you know, that we all go out and watch wrestling and, you know, your guys, your guy and your girls, your girl and your friends get together. It's been really cool to that. My friends, you know, like my real hardcore friends have been texting me and calling me and like are behind my Bengals, you know, not because they're Bengals fan, but just, just because they just know the suffering that I've done, <laughs> you know? So I just want to say hats off to my friends and hats off to, um, again, you know, fan, you know, sports and wrestling, you know, just things like that, that people get behind and you pour your emotions into. Cause at the end of the day, football is a child's game and wrestling is wrestling. It's, you know, the longest running soap opera. So my other friends would say, you know, that's been going on forever, but you know, whatever you invest your time in and you invest your emotions in and your, and your friends and camaraderie, it's, it's, it can be a beautiful thing. So I'm just, I'm happy for the, uh, for the ride that I've been on and, you know, I don't know. Speaking of soap opera, we're talking about Royal Rumble 2014 today. Uh, just seamless. That's about, <laughs> um, so January 26, 2014, uh, from the home of the of, of the Pittsburgh Penguins, that would be Consol Energy Center. Uh, we get a we do get a Big Ben cameo here uh, within the first hour of the main show too. So uh, that kind of popped me because I forgot about it. Um, so this was down. Uh, so the buy rate for this was actually down almost 9% from last year, which uh, it's almost one-tenth uh, for those non, non-math non majors. Um, first rumble to be held in the in the glorious city of Pittsburgh, uh, the city that sits on three glorious rivers. Uh, <laughs> as I get the nastiest look from Jeff. <laughs> uh, continue. Listen, I gave you your time in the sun, all right? You did. This, this, you did. This is what you did. Um, so as we talked about in the last retro review, this is kind of – this is a big rumble for a lot of reasons. Um, this is kind of – it seemed like there was no turning back in 2014. And, of course, now in 2022, we know – you know, what's transpired over the last eight, eight years. Um, but this is pre-brand split. Um, this is one world title. Um, this is, uh, you're bringing back a lot of veteran guys. You're bringing, uh, you're really not listening to the fans that much. Uh, what do you remember, Jeff? about mid-2010s WWE, and in particular, pre-2016 and the brand split? Okay, I remember this a lot, and um, I tend to get on some of my friends about this because, again, 
you can't help when you're born. You can't help your age. You know, you're born, you live your life, so on, so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a time where I was hitting the the WWE trail hard. I mean, just everything comes up because I'm just a mark for the WWE because um, it still had a stranglehold on wrestling. Um, mm-hmm you know, unlike it does now. Now, of course, we're going to Ring of Honor like it's nobody's business, but this is a time where it's lean. And it's it's the the John Cena just running roughshod, boat racing everybody, come <laughs> one, come all. Um, NXT, you can't watch on TV. You know, I was streaming it from some, like, a website from a website from a website. And we were starting to get this run, not so much 2010, but I think this we're going to get into, but this rumble... Um, you know, well, you know, off this rumble was somewhat of the start of like not part timers because part times have always come and go, but just the you know, part timers coming back and getting shots and them kind of flipping the bird to the fans in the sense of you know, we don't care what you want necessarily, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to get into some stuff, and it's it's already happened. So spoiler alert, but you know, you're getting Roman Reigns pushed down your throat, you know, CM Punk takes his ball and goes home. Um, and everybody loves triple H. So, you know, they're mad at punk and this, that, and the other, but I've said before, whether you like punk or not, that's fair. Um, I think he didn't start all this. I'm not giving him credit for everything, but I think he kind of opened up the door to the like, okay, well, I just won't wrestle, you know, and everybody's like, well, you won't wrestle. Like, no one's ever going to do that. Uh, yeah, CM Punk said, nah, I'm good. I won't wrestle. Oh, and by the way, all these bad things are actually going on here, but nobody believes me, you know. And then hindsight, come to find out, those are actually the things that are going on. And it starts the whole company being, you know, so on and so forth. But, yeah, um, yeah. it's an interesting time. So, to make a long story short, this is the somewhat of the beginning of uh, almost the end. That's where we are now with with the wwe you know yeah this is a very interesting time um just to kind of give you all an idea of what else is going on around the world okay i want to take a look at real quick two different other promotions uh i want to take first a quick look at what's going on in new japan um this is when um, the Bucks are the junior heavyweight tag team champions. Bullet Club is running roughshod over the entire promotion. Um, you just had the Good Brothers. Uh, at, and so we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom 8, uh, which was January 4th. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so like I said, the Bucks retain um, the, good, uh, the Good Brothers win the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Um, <laughs> fun factor, Jeff, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship was defended on this card. Who was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion in, at the beginning of 2014? And look, I if you even come close to this, okay, I will forever... You will forever be the god of freaking pro wrestling. No, I, I, I have no idea. That card's been so long ago. Um, NWA. Uh, yeah. Is this one of those? Is this? Um, we've we've talked about him a lot on this show. 
Um, or at least we, or at least we've referenced them. This more. isn't. This is, is this the R truth. This isn't the R R truth deal, is it? No. No, you're no, you're back in the early. Way to. Okay, yeah. I have no um, idea then. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Just look at me. Your NWA World Heavyweight Champion right now is Rob Conway. Yeah. He defends and loses it to Satoshi Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember. Yeah. Um, What's the main event on that New Japan card? Listen to to the last three matches to go on this card, okay? Um, Kota Ibushi wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, by defeating Prince Devitt. Yep. Uh, for you Fairweather fans, that is uh, current day Finn Balor. Yeah. Oh, um, I, and pre-Prince Devitt, Fergal Devitt. But, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, that's another one. There you go. Um, Kazuchika Okada retains the IWGP Heavyweight Championship over Tatsuya Naito. Obviously, yep. not much has changed. Um, the oh, main yeah, event... That was the night. That was yeah. That was Naito's. Naito was the whipping boy at the at, at uh, around that time period. Pretty much, um, the main event of this was Hiroshi Tanahashi winning the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, do you know who? Do you know who the champion was? Um, twenty. This is Wrestle Kingdom Eight. Uh, Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah. Spot Nakamura. on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spot on. Um, yeah. So that's what's going on in New Japan in 2014. So it you have a choice at least, but it's but it's in another but it's in another country and a, and another continent. Okay, <laughs> something to look at here on the U.S. soil. Uh, Final battle 2013 for Ring of Honor. Uh, it was in de- it was it was in December. Uh, so it was about a month prior to the Royal Rumble here. Um, Matt Hardy defeats Adam Page. Silas Young defeats Mark Briscoe. Um, the Young Bucks beat ACH and Darius Thomas. Kevin Steen defeats Mike Bennett. Reed Dragon defeats Outlaw Inc., which would be Eddie Kingston and Homicide. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeats Matt Taven. Uh, uh, B.J. Whitmer and Eddie Edwards defeat Jay Lethal and Roddy Strong. Uh, yeah. And who's your main event? Who's, oh, go ahead, go ahead. This three-way main event for the Ring of Honor world title. Adam Cole retains against Michael Elgin and Jay Briscoe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, also, um, I also drove out to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to watch Adam Cole win his first Ring of Honor heavyweight championship. Mm. Um. And then even if you look at their next show, which was the month after the Rumble, which was which was in February, it was the 12th anniversary show. Um, you still had um, the names of, you know, Kevin Steen, Adam Cole, Chris Hero, AJ Styles, Jay Lethal, Redragon, um, Hanson as a singles competitor, Rowe as a singles com- uh, competitor. Um, those names sound familiar. Uh, they are the they are War Raiders in WWE. Um, that you all could see um, in the front row for forty dollars. Gosh, 
Uh, we were just talking last night, and you guys can hear our thoughts on um, our uh, our United Elite Wrestling um, event uh, re- reaction episode. Um, we sat in the front rows, thirty bucks bucks a pop, and we saw uh, Josh Woods versus Rhett Titus. Now, neither neither one of us are huge Rhett Titus guys. Uh, but it was a pure rules match. It went over 30 minutes, uh, wonky finish, but the actual match was, was fantastic. There's you for 30, for 30 bucks. Like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why we say support local wrestling. But with that being said, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of taking a look at the, pro wrestling landscape and you realize i didn't mention impact um this is kind of their transition out of being tna into impact in the global force back into impact so um they're picking up a lot of um older guys um i believe this ace and eights territory time i'm not 100 percent um yeah probably but as we go through this card and we start talking about it a little more i think we'll get an idea um of the of those listening of kind of what kind of what we're talking about um so the pre-show match um because i i kind of do want to just touch on this um cody Rhodes and gold dust defending the wwe tag titles against uh the new age outlaws uh, <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, and I watched this one. Um, I, I tell you what, they can't stop talking about how great a shape Billy Gunn's in. They will not oh, that, shut up about it. Well, that would be true. Um, uh, also too, they're, they, they, Later on the show, fourteen years between their last tag team, their last title win, and the one at the pay per view. Yeah, uh, it's it was a. I mean, the match was fine, um, but this is kind of to get um, the the titles on a heel tag team, and I know what you're saying, like, oh, you know, the New Age Outlaws have always been faces. Um, they're heels here, Jack. All right, because yep. they're kind well, of they're trips boys. Yeah, they're on this comeback tour. They're they're you know, Triple H guys, um, uh, but the New Age Outlaws win the tag titles. Uh, we would go on to get a match with the Usos to get them off of them, but um, and then the pre-show panel's stupid. Um, everybody gives their predictions. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is on his panel. Okay. Uh, he picks Dolph Ziggler, which you know that's a dumb pick. Um, your boy Shawn Michaels, he picks. Uh, yeah. Kid. So, well, I'm going to be honest. Once I saw him, I actually fast forwarded. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even listen to what he had to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flair uh, picks Batista. Uh, this is also the Batista comeback tour. Um, I think you mean the Bootista. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, the uh, the Boo Tista, the Blue Tista. Uh, but yeah, um, let's get into the only real match that really matters on this card. It's my match of the night by far. Um, it is yeah. Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. Um, Jeff, I'll let you start. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, it's been so long that I forgot how great. Um, well, maybe I didn't forget, but how great uh, Bray Wyatt is and this whole character and all of this stuff was just so good in the way they did it. Um, I don't like, people forgot, but I don't like what they did with Daniel Bryan here because this whole thing when he became a Wyatt literally lasted like two and a half weeks and that was it. They just pulled the plug on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he like went with them one time, I forgot, at the end of a Raw pay-per-view and he was in a, you know, a, you know, like automotive onesie you know, with the sleeves cut off of it and everybody was like, oh man, what's going to happen? Uh, nothing. He's just going to be with them for two weeks. And then they decided that with their 50-50 booking that, uh, we don't know what we're doing, but that, that was probably a mistake. So he goes back to being Daniel Bryan. Um, but match-wise, this match was, was really, 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 really good. Um, there was a, the pace was good. The, there was a good, the wrestling was good. The story that they told was good. Everything was believable. Um, Daniel Bryan is also one of those guys that like, he's really, he's really little maps team in person. He's really tiny, yeah. but he doesn't wrestle that way. Like when you see him in the ring, like, you know, he's obviously the smaller competitor, but everything he does is stiff and realistic. So, you know, he doesn't look like a Rey Mysterio, if you, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, two different wrestling styles, but you yeah. get what I'm saying. It doesn't look like what is this guy doing in there he's gonna get squashed no he's legit um again this was a really good match you got you have bray wyatt taking it home with the sister abigail and you you can tell it's early in his in his uh bray wyatness because uh cole's on the on the call and he calls it you know the um the sister abigail kiss you know which they end up dropping but so it's it's cool to go back and look at all these things that you, in hindsight, you forgot that they dropped or didn't they didn't stick or just you know you're just throwing at the wall. But I think this is the, the match of the night, and just goes to show you that I mean everything they do isn't awful, you know per se. Yeah, um, and but, but this was good. Yeah, and we get into these discussions with our within our own uh, wrestling group chat all all the time where. Um, I'll be watching like a clip from Raw or SmackDown or 2.0, and I'll be like, oh, this was really cool. And then people just openly just take the chance to just to just crap on it. You know, and it's like not everything they do is awful. And it's perfectly encapsulated here. Um, it's also worth noting this is uh the road to yes, oh mania. Um, this is height. Of, of of Daniel Bryan, um, he he is red hot right now, absolutely red hot. Um, uh, like I said earlier, I was you know hitting the trail during this time, mm-hmm. and this, I mean, it's burned in my memory. I'll forever just going to a raw and like looking. I have to find it on my phone somewhere, and just seeing everybody do yes, and like I've never seen anything so organic. Um, I mean, I would argue this is on the level of 
uh, not Hulk Hogan as in like the longevity and stuff like that, but just just people getting behind a guy for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason, organically, and not because he's being pushed that way. Because during during this time period, WWE tried their their damnedest to to not do this so much that they didn't have a choice but to do it. Like they had to do it, um, and it was just something. It, it, truly was something to behold it was absolutely wild to to be in and watch and go to these shows yeah the um and even the finish to this match is absolutely wild um you know he's got his yes chance going um and then he goes for a suicide dive um um gets caught (laughs) and uh, Bray Wyatt hits his sister Abigail against the barricade, uh, rolls him back in, hits another one, and just pins and wins. And in a way, in a way, it was a little anticlimactic, but in a way, it it, it showed like the quick twitch ability of Bray Wyatt and how quick he's able to finish a match. Um, this, just the psychology in this one is next level. Uh, it, it's it's everything you want from a red hot baby face and 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 an up and coming um, true true heel of heels. I think. Yeah. And yeah. and it, and it's and it's crazy because you don't really that that often get the perfect storm of something like this happening where you have red hot baby face can back it up in the ring heel of heels can back it up in the ring and then this perfect storm um of just we we can do this match for the next seven years tell the same story almost and it's and it's great every time this is this is a great great match yeah it, it, it really is and I think you hit the nail on the head with everything um, because again Bray Wyatt is still new and fresh and like you don't really know what he's capable of or not capable of and at, at that time I mean people probably forgot he was Husky Harris so a lot of people were seeing him for the first time um, you know first time in the ring so um Absolutely wild. He also made his debut in, in DC at the Verizon Center. That I also seen another moment where I was like, wow, this is cool. I never seen nothing like it, like in person, like, you know, with the character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is hands down match of the night. Uh, the storytelling is fantastic as well. Um, is this Bray Wyatt's best match? I'm going to say no off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, just because, well, I mean, I guess maybe a tag match that don't count. I'm going to say no because um, here we're the purest and we have to do our homework and do our research here. I, I would definitely say it's probably a top five. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. But I would have to go back and check the tape, Daddy. Hey. Um, and see, uh, you know, to, to fully commit to something. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll be pretty confident. This is um, in 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 my memory bank. This is this is my favorite Bray Wyatt match. Um, uh, I'm not counting 
the Firefly Funhouse from Mania 36. Um, I'm not, um, I don't think the, un, the match with the Undertaker um, met the expectations um, that, it, that, it, that it should have. And he's had a couple other matches with Daniel Bryan that I enjoy. This one, though, I think as far as I can remember, like, like I said, it's just the height of Daniel Bryan and just the peak where Bray Wyatt hits just this, just this stream of just perfect character work. And yeah. everything is just great for me. And uh, <clears throat> it's a testament to him because not only does he reinvent himself for The Fiend, and that was great, but his character work is so good to the point where he's one of those guys that doesn't need a belt. You know, so he can never have a title ever, and nobody cares because he's just that good of a character work. And, and then he won it at right at the Elimination Chamber and then dropped it like a month later. If memory serves me correct, they put it on and we were like, oh, Ray Wyatt's a champion. And then like the next day on Raw, you're like, oh, we, we know what's happening here. Like this he's a champion but it's just you know it's just it's a running clock on on you know not not if but when when he loses it because you know i I don't know the powers that be do you remember who he dropped that title to (sighs) jonathan cena i don't know he hears voices in his head oh that's right oh randall randall orton this is the wrestlemania match where there were like there was like oh, a like bug the projections, the yeah, on the thing, and and they, they didn't explain. Nobody ever why? explained why yeah. or <laughs> to what reason, or or even if it was Bray Wyatt. They then they never they, they didn't even make it seem like it was him. Like they were just oh, like Bray Wyatt. Yeah, they could have said like oh Bray Wyatt's messing with whatever, whatever. Okay, cool. No, 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 they didn't. There were yeah. just projections of maggots and worms and snakes on the ring, and that was it. Yeah, it was over. Hmm. Yeah. Um, last question. We'll move on to the next match. Does Bray Wyatt show up in the uh, in, in the Royal Rumble in two weeks? Ooh, sorry, uh, I don't watch current WWE, but um, I don't know. I mean, you would know more than me, Todd. You're way super plugged in. I mean, is, is he? I mean, everybody's AEW bound, right? At this point, now you know, when they leave. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's been no mention, no. Hints, no name drops. There's just always the, you know, what if, I guess. Because his 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 90 day competes way over, right? Oh yeah. 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 And there's okay. and there's and there's been rumors he'll go to AEW, he'll go, you know, to Impact. And well, he ain't going to Impact, I can tell you that right now. Uh, to do what? They threw they threw money at him, supposedly. Um yeah, but he I ain't guess, for no money. Yeah, but um yeah, I guess we'll have to watch and find out. Um, Royal Rumble is actually this Saturday. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Rumble. Um, so moving on, um, we get a backstage segment with a very young Renee. Um, and she's with uh, Paul Heyman. He apologizes in advance for the uncomfortable scene that is about to occur. Um and then says that Lesnar is going to challenge the winner of the Cena-Orton match. Um, 
and that this is a new era. As we go to uh, the pre-show panel for their picks, nobody cares. On to um, Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. Um, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll keep this one short. Brock Lesnar wins. <laughs> um, yeah, this was uh, this was terrible. This was absolutely awful. Uh, again, uh, just. <laughs> You know, I feel bad for Big Show because, I mean, they just completely humiliated him, and I don't like I don't like how they do that and then turn around and try to tell you he's the best. Like, you know, and then and then a month later, two months later, he's he'll he'll take off a TV, um, and then he'll come back and be like, "It's the Big Show," and I'm like, "Yeah, but nobody cares because you guys just squashed him," um, you know, a month ago, like, uh. yeah. Yeah, um, it's always been that way with the Big Show, though, because um, he's made his comeback in, like, he's made his return in a couple of Rumbles, like in a couple of Rumble matches, and he'll eliminate a couple people, and then he'll get tossed himself. And it's like, could you not? <laughs> could you invest a little bit? Uh, but, um, you know... <laughs> motion in the ocean, you know, what have you. But it's exactly what you think it is. This match goes two minutes. Um, uh, show hits Lesnar with a, with a, with a knockout punch. Um, Lesnar recovers, hits one at five, covers the big show. Uh, and then post-match, um, Lesnar just destroys the Big Show with chair shots. Um, legs, back. He broke two chairs, went for a third one, broke another one. Or no, sorry. Uh, Mike Mike Kyoto stole, stole a chair. Uh, so now Lesnar goes for his fourth chair, um, hits him a couple more times, and then um, walks to the back. Uh, it just, I was watching it and like halfway through it, I was like, should I fast forward this? But because, because once we, once I got into it, I was like, oh, I remember. I remember what goes on here. Yeah. I remember what goes on here. Nothing good. Start to finish, uh, this whole thing was about 15 minutes long. Um, it didn't need to be that. In 10 minutes too much. Yeah. Um, Moving on, though, The Shield cut a promo about the Rumble. Um, um, they say that, you know, it's not that um, it's not about it's only about one number, and that's three, as in the three members of The Shield. Um, I'm underselling this promo because this is actually a really good promo um, from some. Uh, I want to say young guys because they haven't been on the main roster for that long. Um, but I think this was a great way um, to build some tension for the Rumble match um, without kind of like over uh, overstepping anything. Yeah, yeah. A fair assessment. Uh, <laughs> uh, Randy Orton 
interview. Uh, yeah, typical Randy Orton interview. I mean, yep. uh, name drops a lot of people, gets his point across. Uh, so, Randy Orton versus John Cena take 75, 80, 85, like... It, Jeff, it, you 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 even said yourself that you were a, that during this period you were just a WWE mark and I and and that's fine because I was as well. <coughs> uh, what what are your takeaways um, if there is a Cena versus Orton match? Um, anyone, anyone, just your just your overall take of what to expect when you get a match between Randy Orton and John Cena. Okay. Um, it's going to be at a snail's pace. Um, both contenders are going to do as least as possible. Um, you're going to get all their usual moves and that type of stuff that goes on because that's what they do. Um, they're just safe. Orton and Cena are Vince's or WWE's like like their go-to, like if they panic. Like everybody has, you know, that pair of shoes that you don't want to throw away that you probably threw away five years ago, but they just fit right or a pair of pants or jeans or, you know, whatever that thing is for you that, you know, you, you can't buy another one because it just doesn't feel like said thing. That's what they are. Um you know, oh, well, we don't know what to do or, you know, we'll put the belt on, put the belt on uh, Orton or put the belt on Cena. And again, they, they booked, I was so mad at this time, but th they booked this thing like the WWE does like, oh, it's once in a lifetime or it's, or actually it's not, it's two and three and four times in a lifetime. So stop. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's Cena Orton. It's whatever. So I will start with the match is good because if you take away uh, the crowd, uh, that's what that's what they thought about it. They were on it. Um, if they go in the crowd, it is a good match. It is tech. It it, it is technically sound, um, but there's more to just a match than just the in ring work and the story you're telling. Um, throughout the match, the crowd was really, um, we got chants like Y2J, Randy Savage, Boring, Daniel yeah. Bryan. Nobody wants to, it, nobody wanted to see this match. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, Vince and, and, um, what's, uh, Kevin Dunn. Vince Dunn and what's his uh, other um, shit for brains? I'm forgetting, but go ahead. <laughs> the boys! <laughs> boys. Um, yeah. No, no. Bruce Pritchard. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. He can go. He can go buy the pipe, too. Um, it. There was nothing exciting about this. It was, it wasn't anything you hadn't seen before. Um, yeah, it, it's not going to be a bad match. But again, it's it's the 
it's it's that work truck that you go out there it starts every single time for you you drive it down to the store you buy whatever you buy you know you buy your water and your cashews and it's the same price every single time you get in and you come home you know it's the same thing you know you, you know it so much that you, you already got the cash and change to you know to the exact cent because you just know it's that yeah um there was even a this is awful chant uh it's just there, there, there. There's so much um, to unravel just from the crowd reaction. Um, but like I said, if you've seen one Cena match, one John Cena versus Randy Orton match, you have seen them all. I think. Yeah, and that's 100% accurate. And I'll say. I'll say this because we've had legendary feuds and legendary matches. Um, Whereas with the Cena Orton feud or the entire, I guess, chronology of all of their matches. Okay. Um, Compare that to uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock. Okay. And I say that and I compare the two side by side uh, for this reason. The Rock and Stone Cold have had a feud where there are multiple instances where you can take a moment or a specific match out of there and be like, wow, that was just a really great moment. I remember this. Crowd was behind it, crowd was against it. It's a huge moment, huge face pop, huge heel heat. You know, so with this, with the Cena Orton feud, um, it's nothing egregious, it's just the same thing over and over. Yeah, it, it, it's the formula for wrestling, it's not hard. Um, why, you know, as a consumer slash fan, why should I care? So if I don't have a reason to care, I mean, I mean, don't be wrong, the first probably one or two Cena Orton matches probably were great. Great in the sense of it's probably what you wanted to see. It was advertised, man, we're going to get Cena and Orton, you know, holy smokes. But now in 2014, and, and, and then on top of it, and then they wrestled a couple times after this, after that, you know. So again, like, why do I need to see this match? Um, But again, that's WWE was getting off the rails with this type of stuff around this time period. I'm not saying you can't stick to, you know, all wrestling is repetitive to some extent, you know, the way you book things and do things and storylines, and that's fair. And I understand that. But this, and even now, but this was kind of the start of that, that, okay, so, we're going to give you this match. So the pay-per-view match, we're going to give it to you on Raw. And then you're going to see the same match again that Sunday. Like, no, if these two girls or these two guys are wrestling Sunday at the pay-per-view, um, well, well, well the, uh, the other problem is, is like there is no pay-per-view anymore, you know? So there's that. Um, and that's another story, story for another day. But, you know, said wrestlers shouldn't touch each other or maybe a dust-up until the actual pay-per-view 
But no, the WWE was giving you the match where one where where one person goes over. It, it, it's it's 50, 50, 50 booking. So let's just, I'm just going to use Orton and Cena. So Cena will go over Orton on Monday, clean, and then and, and then Sunday Orton will go over Cena. So so they do that to make to to show you like oh well now we need another match. Like well, do we? You know, and like again, that was what was going on. And still, to some extent, I guess, in this time period of WWE, where they were breaking just not even their own laws, but just the general wrestling rules to to some extent. You know, don't give us the match the Monday before the pay-per-view. You know, I just don't understand it. Yeah, and that's kind of been the formula with a lot of their top-tier feuds over the last 20 years, I would say, ever since, um, well, not even 20 years, probably 10, 20 years, you're including Smack, the SmackDown 6, you know, the mid-2000s, they, they don't deserve that. Um, I would say the last probably 10, 12, 12 years, that's their formula, though. And you wonder why you have raw ratings that are mid one point, like, you know, like one, like 1.5 for Raw and like two for SmackDown. It's not what it used to be. And times change. Times change. I get it. But mm-hmm. I think as a, as a multi-billion dollar company, you can do better. Um, it, it, again, that's just the nuts and bolts of wrestling. You know, like the foundation things of wrestling. You can book it however you want to book it. You know, it. I'm not getting on WWE. Do your company. It, it, you can have whatever you want to have. But if, you know, I tell you, I don't know, come Sunday, you're going to get to test drive this car, you know, that you've been wanting to drive forever. Um, and then and then Monday, you get to test drive it. So guess what? When you go to test, test drive it Sunday, you're not, you know, you've already, you're, you're already test drove it. I don't know. I guess that's probably a bad example, but you guys and gals get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I do want to get to the finish of this match because uh, it sets up the, it sets up the mania match that we would eventually get. Um, well, yeah. So Cena's got the STF locked in. Um, Orton's ready to tap out. Um the lights go out. Uh, they come back on. Um, the Wyatt family is on the apron. Cena's distracted. Orton hits an RKO. Randy Orton wins. Um, and then post-match, um, Harper and Rowan destroy Cena. Wyatt hits Sister Abigail on Cena. Um the crowd is uh, the most excited they have been in the last 30 minutes. Um, And so this would end up being our WrestleMania 30 match. It would be Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, which. Who who won, God? uh, Damn it. (laughs) Uh, I think that's another story for another day, Jeffrey. Okay. And see that and for me watching going back and watching this, I was at the point where I was like, oh, that's right. So what do you do? Hey, look at Bray Wyatt. He's the shiniest new toy. It's so 
cool. Um, look how cool he is. And everybody watches him. They're like, man, this thing's cool. And then what do you do? Oh, you put it in the you put it in the path of the John Cena train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put it in direct collision with Jonathan Cena. <laughs> Great booking. Jonathan Cena. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the buzzsaw that is known as John Cena. And it's funny because I mentioned the Firefly Funhouse just a few moments ago. It's funny that this would get referenced in the Firefly Funhouse, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it, that was very good, very well done. Um, it sucks it had to come to this, though. Yep. Um, we get a um, advertisement, and I think this is worth sharing um so from the royal rumble the wwe network arrives in 29 days listen <laughs> uh well the not so much now but the original network um for a true mark like myself and with it having ecw and smoky mountain and like all types of um, you know Georgia Southern, you know, Mid-South, everything that it has. I mean, it, it was just, it's, it was beyond its time. It's truly amazing. Um, now they've sold their soul to the devil and gave it to Pe- Peacock and it's bastard, bastardized and it's some weird, you know, whatever. You know, now it's content. I guess it always was content, but now it's just terrible. But back in those days, and I remember some of my some some of the old 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 purist fans like my dad and a couple of his friends like if you'd have told me you know like 2014 a year two or three before that like man one day you can pay 10 bucks and watch all the wrestling from uh, you know not all the wrestling but you know a giant catalog of wwe like all of their stuff mm-hmm. i'd have been like you're crazy like there's no way it's impossible you know but no, it's it's not. And again, I'm a real mark and a real, real wrestling mark for wrestling in general. Yeah. So, I mean, the not now because of the way the platform and the way they've done it, but the old school style of the network, uh, it could have been $50 a month and I would have paid my money happily. Absolutely happy. Just absolutely w- without any complaint. Uh well, Jeff, I have uh, two words for you. That would be Peacock sucks, okay? okay? I remember the first time we watched um, a Peacock event. Um, I, can't re- I can't remember the show, but I remember I tried to, like, pause it, and it was like, you can't pause. I'm like, okay. Uh, can I rewind? Nope, can't rewind. Yeah. Pause, can't rewind. You can back out of it and then get back in. But that's not pause. Is, is this Royal is it Royal Rumble 2014? Is that on here? Oh no, it's Royal Rumble season 26. Like, oh. <laughs> whatever whatever that is. Uh, right. it's like oh, uh, and, then, and then when we launch it, all the stuff that's on the network actually isn't on there. Like, wait a minute. So well, you sure. guys didn't know you were going to Peacock or uh. You know what I mean? Like you, you had no idea, because like I, I don't I watch this stuff for the reviews. Is all the old stuff still on there, or no? It, it, it didn't go over. No, like everything. The stuff. I'll, 
a lot of things are already on there now. Um, okay. I, I just don't know how to, I, I don't know the OS or the operating system. Like, I, I don't know how to operate it. I just type in the search bar and go from there. But, you know. Um, some of the ECW stuff I can't find on there. Um, that's about it. Um, but yeah, Peacock's awful. I wish we started the network, RIP network. Uh, yeah. But I mean, what this contract's what, like two years or something, three years or something like that? God, who knows? I There are so many different contracts, and oh, I've got a contract with Fox, I've got a contract with USA. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Just, just so many contracts. I'm like, I'm like, contracts, just paper. Eh, yeah. Um, but moving on, we get a promo from the New Age Outlaws, don't care. Uh, we get, a promo, well, we get some promos from people that are in the Royal Rumble match. Um, cut to the pre-show panel. They give their picks again. Um, Shawn Michaels even goes as far as to not only pick the Shield now, which is three people, uh, to pick CM Punk. Uh, that makes four people he's picked. Um, Shawn Michaels is the dick when you're playing rock, paper, scissors on the freaking playground. You go rock, paper, scissors. You both call shoot. You can throw whatever you want, but this, but this dick is throwing out freaking, freaking dynamite because he's like, oh, dynamite beats everything. That's him. That's him here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so, are we ready? We're <coughs> here. This is the main event. This is the. Uh, not trying to steal Finn Balor's thunder. This is this is the coup de gras uh, mm-hmm. of of the evening. This is the thirty man Royal Rumble match. Um, the winner gets uh, a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania XXX, also known as WrestleMania Thirty. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wrestling purists after hours. Uh-huh. Um, gosh, let's just jump right in. This is um, start right off with CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk is number one. Um, he's been messing with the authority uh, for a while now, so they made him number one. This was CM Punk's last entrance <laughs> to a WWE ring. Well, because... Um, Sam Punk didn't need to work with Triple H. Triple H needed to work with him. And he's 100% correct. Um, and then number two uh, is Seth Rollins. Um, looking at looking at the entire field, these are probably uh, your two best workers in this in in this match. Arguably. Yeah. I think there's maybe one or two other guys in this match that could fall in that category, but um, uh, Cole on commentary calls Seth Rollins the architect of the shield, which I was like, huh, foreshadowing. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Caught out of nowhere. Um, number three is a uh, Oh boy, uh, he's not Aaron Stevens. He's Damian Sandow. 
He's the best. He's the absolute best. Gosh. Um, number four, uh, it's not Cody. It's Cody Rhodes. Uh, um, hits crossroads on Sandow. Um, Kyle, let me ask you this. Um, going back and looking, like seeing Cody like this, is it weird? God, it, it's the it's so strange because we haven't even hit like uh, you know Ring of Honor Cody yet. Haven't yeah. you know we, we haven't seen like the real like changing character for him yet, and it's yeah. and it's wild to think because he just cut that promo on dynamite this past week and he was talking about he's the one that broke down the forbidden door you know he's the one who started it all and you think about it he's right in in Uh, a way as far as um you have you have a you have a major you have a major player in a major american promotion now kind of bridging the gap a little bit but also at the same time, Bullet Club was already kind of starting to do that when they were in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. So, in in a way, I I'll no, say I, I, Cody kind of brought I, it more to a main to a mainstream. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. He he put a plan to action again. Punk uh, for me again. Never forget the pipe bomb and. For the real like marks that that you know understand that there was other wrestling not named WWE, you know when he dropped New Japan and Ring of Honor on, you know national television on Raw, I was like, oh my god! I like called a bunch of my friends. I remember texting them, you know, like Did you got like like you know the mark marks. Mm-hmm. You guys just hear that, you know, like what's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh... But we we haven't seen uh, the full like the full train transition yet for Cody here, um, so it's super weird. Um, I don't even think we've been to Stardust territory yet. No, not yet. Um, when when do we get that? Actually, it's got to be coming up here. Because they lost the tag titles. Um, yeah. So it would it would be the June. It would be this June upcoming. Um, uh, he debuted a new character called Stardust. Stupid. <laughs> um, this I didn't know. Um, Stardust um, is a ring name that that Dusty Rhodes used. During his time in the American Wrestling Association. Oh, okay. It must have been um, when he, well, well, there was a couple of times where he literally leave town and said, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe he could have used it then. But who knows? I mean, at least he wasn't calling himself the freaking Midnight Rider. Yeah. yeah well, the, the, the Midnight Rider is the one I'm used to. Like, uh, you know, the dusty, like, you know, Dusty had to leave town because he lost his match. Well, here comes Midnight Rider. Also, you you know, <laughs> Dusty loved Westerns, and I, you know, he ain't wrong for that. I love me a good yeah. Western, too. Um, but back to the Rumble. Uh, 
Sandow gets eliminated. Uh, number five is Kane. Um, and I will say that the list of people that were in this match, the list was maybe about a third full. So there were a lot of spots that had a lot of question marks in it. So Kane wasn't on this yet. Um, so this is not just Kane though. It's corporate Kane. So this is, um, kind of buzz cut. Uh, this is, uh, black dress pants, shoes, um, white, 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 white dress shirt. No, uh, he wrestled just the, he came out in the black pants and wrestled in the black pants. And sorry, slacks. Sorry, slacks. Yeah, right. Got to got to be a purist about these things. Um, goes after Punk. They have a little tiff, and Punk roundhouse kicks Kane and gets him over the top. Eliminated. Um, lasted. Uh, Kane lasted a minute and ten seconds. Oh boy. Um, number six, uh, Alexander Rusev. Uh, yeah. Long haired, no shoes, uh, <laughs> thicker, you know, Alexander Rusev. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about not Rusev, Alexander Rusev? Um, I remember seeing Alexander Rusev in NXT before it was on. Well, well, actually, it was kind of the transition before it was on televised, and then 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 it was just on the network. Well, I I mean, like before it was on the network, it was on. But you know, good luck finding it. But then when I got on the network, and I thought, man, like this guy's a million dollars because he's big. Like I mean, like fat. I mean, like you know, like big dude, athletic dude. Um, you know, like WWE, like he's also, um, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but like a foreign bad guy, you know, in, in air quotes, you know, Vince loves a foreign bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a million dollars. His work's real. He looks real and everything was real. And spoiler alert, uh, he is that good. <laughs> they just didn't do anything with him and roots of day and, you know, so on and so forth. But in this rumble, I mean, he looks good and they're really trying to get him over but he also gets himself over. So um, yeah, um, this was a good showing for him. Very. Uh, Did you know that the year prior to this, when, when Alexander Rusev was still in NXT, he had a short lived tag team. Um, It was him. Sylvester LaFort was their manager and his tag team partner uh, was Scott Dawson. Um, also known as the current day Dax Harwood. Well, that's just before. That's a name I hadn't thought about in a very long time. Which one? Sylvester Lafort. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a name I haven't thought about in forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- th- this is a. It's a short but good showing for the young Alexander Rusev. (sighs) Um, 
Uh, number seven is one half of the Real Americans, Jack Swagger. Um, hitting everybody with swagger bombs. Oh. Um, Kobe Kingston's number eight goes right after uh, CM Punk. Um, not a whole lot happening at this point. Um, yeah. We get we get Jimmy Uso at number nine, Gold Dust at number ten. Um, so there's eight guys in the ring right now, getting uh, very very crowded. Um, so we're a third of the way through the match. I'm I'm kind of getting the itch. A little bit. I'm like, well, some, well something big has got to happen. You know, we got to get, we got to get moving here. Um, uh, we get um, a group of baby faces that work together to eliminate Rusev. That would be Punk, Cody Rhodes, Kofi, and Seth Rollins. Not really baby face, but uh, the shield's over like Rover. Um I forgot. And it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Kofi Kingston's crazy spot in the Royal Rumble match, yeah. as presented by your wrestling purists. Um, <laughs> Rusev uh, puts Kofi Kingston on the barricade. Okay. Kingston runs across the barricade and jumps onto the apron, which, I mean, Athletic, yeah. Oh, it's a feat, but this is wrestling, not gymnastics. Well, not yet. It's not 2017 yet. Um, I don't think you remember the Spirit Squad. (laughs) Oh, the old Spirit Squad. Nikki! Mikey! Uh, (laughs) Get get Uh, my green tearaway pants. (laughs) uh yeah uh number 11 is dean ambrose um also now known as john moxley um who did not go through the crowd came just out of the back um um that uh i don't know if you noticed this but how much better does moxley look here than now um i mean like like Body wise, um, he looks really good right here. Yeah, you know? I would say this is the best um, he looked in WWE for sure. Yeah, um, and I think even compared to now, he looks was a healthier. Um, but well, I he, before this last iteration, um, you know, with his battles with his own demons. But yes, coming back, he. The one that came back the other day looks better than the, the first initial AEW um, mocks, but this one here looks legit. Yeah, for sure. Um, number 12, Dolph Ziggler. Um, crowd super behind Ziggles. Um, number 13 is Our Truth. Uh, uh, last. 30 seconds a minute. Uh 28 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um didn't last very long at all. Oh my notes here. 
Uh, there we go. Um, 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to take this one? So, yeah. So, number Who is it? Number 14 is Big Daddy Cool Diesel. <laughs> like, and of course, you know why it is? It's because he's a Triple H guy and Trips loves this guy. So you got a show where Diesel's coming out in the Rumble, which I'm fine with. The New Age Outlaws are on are the, your WWE tag team champs on the pre-show for crying out loud. Shawn Michaels is on the on the little whatever crew before the thing pre-show panel. telling you who's going pre-show panel who's going to win the whole damn thing <laughs> it's typical nepotism that's why i can't stand triple h like, and then, and then all of people remember too punk was going to have a segment with 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 uh was going to have a little deal with kevin nash member and then yep. kevin nash couldn't couldn't didn't pass the <laughs> medical or whatever whatever you know what i mean like again like i'm sure we need you know, Kevin Nash and the New Age Outlaws winning titles in 2014, the year of our Lord. Yeah. Um, I also uh, missed the uh, Jimmy Uso elimination. Uh, don't go to the top rope in any Royal Rumble. <coughs> Just seems like a smart idea. Nope. Just don't. In 20, uh, 2015, Lord. Number 15, you get um, Roman Reigns, correct? Um, oh, yeah. Acknowledge um, So he is, as Michael Cole puts him, uh, the muscle of the shield. Um, and this is, uh, this is, this is kind of where we start getting some eliminations here. Um, we did miss uh, Kevin Nash eliminating Jack Swagger. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, range just uh, spears and punches, and um, he eliminates he's a, he's, Kingston. Yeah, he's a house of fire. He eliminates Kingston. He eliminates Ziggler. Um, he pseudo eliminates Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash takes off from the turnbuckle and tries to clothesline him, and he kind of ducks him over the rope. And... <laughs> it didn't look good. No, Kevin Ash can barely get over the damn top. Um, number 16, we get the great Kali. The shield oh, dispatch yeah. of him. Uh, for some reason, they show the replay of the great Kali being in the Rumble. Uh, hmm. Okay. Um, Goldust eliminates Cody. Uh, Reigns eliminates Goldust. So both of the Rhodeses are out. Um, and then we get number 17 um, the returning Seamus uh, that's right the returning Seamus uh, Seamus has been out um, he had to take some time off um, for surgery yeah shoulder um, or a peck or something like that or something weird gosh Mm, maybe he was out for a oh, while though. Remember, it was a, it was a it was a torn labrum. Labrum, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Seamus looks good here. Glad glad to see him back. 
Uh, it wasn't announced, obviously, because he was still re rehabbing, uh, but goes right after the shield. Um, Sheamus hitting some road kicks. Crowd really behind him. Red hot. And then we get number 18 is The Miz, who also went right after the shield. Um, has, has there been a world champion that has fallen from the main event picture as fast as the Miz after he lost the title. Um, yeah, Shawn Michaels. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That's right. Shawn, he didn't fall because he was boys of trips. No, he just he just wasn't a draw. Like, lost his smile. Like, like Bret Hart. Um, so yeah, uh, no, I, I think you're right, but I, I think, um, I mean, I just think when they ran with him, he wasn't ready and it's not his fault. I mean, you, someone comes to you and says, Hey, we're going to make you W champion. You're not going to say no. You know, you know, it's fair. Um, which sucks for him because he wasn't ready and they gave it to him. And then when he was ready and over, you know, terribly bad that, you know, they didn't want to do anything with him. But I mean, but I, I say that though. But I mean, what a year or two ago, uh, remember he had it. Remember he won it, and everybody was like, "What?" But yep. Then Lashley took it off of him, right, yep. or something. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you know, let me guess, he's still uh, he's still kicking. Yeah, uh, he recovered from that uh, zombie lumberjack match pretty quick. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh number 19, uh we get uh, we get Dirty Dango. Uh Summer Rae is his dance partner here. I bring that up because uh Summer Rae has been announced um as a part of the women's Royal Rumble coming up this Saturday. Is she bike back back or is she just in the Rumble? Uh as far as I know, she's just in the Rumble. She was on uh she made an appearance on SmackDown Friday. Okay. Kind of stirring stuff up with Natty. Um, number 20. <laughs> I just, 20. See your, I just see your face right now and it's 20. I know you're really excited for this one. Number 20 is El Torito. Ah, El Torito. Uh, for some reason he earned a spot to be in the rumble instead of uh, the other two matadors or whatever they are. It's just the weights. Like you could have put a regular, or, or just you could just put a, a super show that's on the like on the show all the time. You know, mm-hmm. and like I get it. Like he comes in, he's a house of fire. He's hurricane running everybody, and this and another. But you know, he's not going to win the rumble. And I guess that's your comedic, you know, comedic spot in the rumble. Um. I don't know. He eliminates Fandango, Fandango, depending on where you're from. Uh, he eliminates uh, eliminate Dirty Dango. Okay, that, sorry, he dirty. Did, that is the king of the indies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty <laughs> Dango. Yeah. Um, and then Reigns uh, throws out El Torito um, at six eliminations thus far for Roman Reigns. Of course. Just past the two-thirds mark of this match as number 21 
Um, not just Cesaro, but Antonio Cesaro. Yeah. God, so good he's got a first name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We the people too. Yeah. Um uh he's the king of swing here. Uh he swings Rollins for what seems to be an eternity. <laughs> yeah. And then number 22, we get uh, Luke, uh, Luke Harper, formerly known, well, for, formerly known as Brody Lee. Um, number 23 is the, is the other Uso. This is Jay Uso. Um, that makes number nine as far as guys being in the ring. Uh, tw- number 24. Ah, <laughs> oh yeah. Twenty-four. The Ryback. He's 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 essentially Jr. Ewing from Dallas. It's John Bradshaw Layfield. <laughs> That's a great pull. <laughs> That's a great pull, actually. That's a great pull. Uh, he is just scum of the earth. Um, yeah. Gives Cole his coat. Um. And then Roman eliminates yeah. him. He's not in there for that long. Yeah. Um, that was a good spot, though. That was a good spot. It was great. Though. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Eric Rowan in at 25. Uh, number 26 is Ryback. And that's when we start getting the Goldberg. He's so bad in this in this rumble. Like you look at his feet and just the way he picks up people and work. Like he's just he's a he's a guy with. I'm not saying like just because you're in Russell doesn't mean you're athletic, but he's just a guy with muscles. Like just I don't know. I don't know. He's just not a good. Reminds me a lot of Brackus. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, like not like looked looked like a million bucks. But put him in the ring, and he's dog crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Cole mentions that Punk and Rollins started at one and two. They've been in there for 40 minutes. Um, Alberto Del Rio is number 27. Uh, number 28 is Bautista. Bautista. Yeah, man. Um for as much crap as he gets, he looks in great shape here. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Batista's never been um, – like, his work's never been, like, something to write home about. But, like, he's always the guy that's in shape and looks the part, at least. So, I give him that. And he's, and he's not – he's so far away from being a Ryback. It's not funny. So, you know, don't think he can't wrestle. But, mm-hmm. you know. Um, missed the Jay Uso elimination by Luke Harper. Um, Batista comes in, he eliminates Eric Rowan. Uh, my notes, my notes, my notes. Um, Rye Ryback trying to face off with Bud with, with Batista. Eh, not great. Nope. Uh, Batista eliminates Del Rio. So we're already off to a few eliminations for Batista. Uh, see it right back. Oh yeah, he did. He did eliminate right yeah. right back in that little back 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 and forth. Um, 
Number 29, it's Biggie Langston. So good he gets a last name. Yeah. Look at there. Um, so we're getting ready to announce the number 30. Okay. And a lot of people want Dan want Daniel Bryan here. They're hoping for Daniel Bryan. We've seen uh we've we've seen Cody Rhodes and Goldust who have had a match be in. Uh so maybe there's hope that Daniel Bryan will be in. Uh no. Number 30 is Rey Mysterio. <laughs> okay. Now Rey Mysterio hasn't been uh he in in my opinion, he's never been a full blown heel. Um no. You can argue exploitation of Eddie Guerrero's death. Uh, you can argue uh, mid to late 90s in WCW. Uh, you can argue that, but he's never been a full-on heel. Uh, this is the loudest I've ever heard him get booed. Uh, yeah, and it's not because of him. It's just that it could have been anybody not named uh, Daniel Bryan, I was going to get booed here. Yeah, if, if anybody who wasn't Daniel Bryan was going to be booed, and I think um, this was just kind of what kind of encompassed what was what the WWE landscape was at the moment. Um, yep. it, it's tough. Uh, so Sheamus. Eliminates Big E. Uh, Rollins eliminates Mus- uh, a Mysterio. Loudest pop. Yes. He wasn't in it that long either. No. Two, two minutes? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe? yeah. Um, uh, Reigns tries to eliminate Harper. Ambrose tries to eliminate Reigns. Rollins didn't like it. Uh, Cesaro tries to eliminate the Shield. Um, Reigns eliminates Ambrose, Rollins, and Cesaro. So he's up to 11, and we have our final four. It is is Batista, (laughs) Roman Reigns, CM Punk, and Sheamus. Um. Do you remember watching this live? Yes. Who did you think was going to win watching this live? Okay. So part of me at the time was like CM Punk, you know, mm. but, but I actually thought that they might go with Batista because this was that time. Like this was, like I said, the beginning of the, um, my thing was, is like, you, you don't bring Batista back to lose, you know, not, not, I mean, like he can, but like, if you're putting him in the rumble, that tells me he's probably going to win. Yep. That was my thought. Exactly. You're not bringing Batista back just to have him get thrown, thrown out last. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it, 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 especially when he came in, see if, if he came in like, First five, I'm like, oh well, he's. 
he probably wouldn't go the distance. But when he came in, whenever he came in, I was like, oh, yeah, they're giving him like, hey, come and give us 15 minutes and you, you can take it home, you know? Yep. Um, so we got our final four. Batista, Roman Reigns, Punk, and Sheamus. They all hit their moves. All And then Punk, the last one standing. And then out of nowhere, Corporate Kane strikes. So um, the, the, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just say, pulls him, eliminates him from the match, uh, choke slams him through the Spanish announce table. Um, so it at this point, it almost seems like we're kind of building this story that Punk is going to have this kind of underdog story, kind of this um, uphill mentality um, leading to a match at WrestleMania 30 against Triple H. Yep, and then they – well, it didn't happen, and then they kind of slid Daniel Bryan into that. But this has been my pet peeve about Rumbles my entire life. I don't understand how somebody eliminated can eliminate another person. Like, you know, so so somebody that's already eliminated can just come down and pull somebody out of the ring and they're eliminated. Like, what? It just drives me insane. Yeah, and you think about it, the rules and the rules in which they choose to follow for the Rumbles changes from year to year. Yeah. So to fit narratives and storylines and booking. Like sometimes, sometimes you go between the ropes, you're eliminated. Sometimes you go between the ropes and you're not. It just depends on the year of the rumble. Yeah. Um, the one I remember um, the most about that is uh, Royal Rumble nine, uh, 96. Um Brian Zane just did a uh, just did a review on it, um, but that was that was just another instance of somebody getting involved. Um, gosh, i i want to i I want to say it was a hog farmer, and just everybody scattered and jumped over the ring, and you you know what? That wasn't it. It was. Vader, Vader. It was like the year before, the year or or, or the year after. It was like mm-hmm. it was like um, oh, shoot. But Vader got eliminated, came back in, eliminated everyone. Gorilla Monsoon came out and got and got in his face. And oh, was, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And is like, hey, none of none of these count. You got to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> So Gorilla Monsoon falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so that's just just a just an example of we'll twist the rules every year to make sure they work for us. Yep. Um uh, so then we have the final three now. It's Batista, Sheamus, and Roman Reigns. Uh Big no chance. Um, Reigns shoulder tackles. Sheamus eliminates him. That puts him at 12. He's the new record holder until 
2020. Um, Batista tried to come up from behind him and eliminate him. Did not work. Um, Reigns tries to throw him out. Batista does the old uh, Texas two-step. Ends up throwing Reigns out. And Batista is the winner of the Royal Rumble. Um, so first, I, I want to get your thoughts on the Royal Rumble as a match. Um, I actually didn't think this one was bad. I thought, you know, when I seen it, like, in text, like, oh, we're, we're doing Royal Rumble 2014, I was like, it's going to be terrible. Yep. Um, and it was, but the actual rumble itself wasn't bad at all. No, no. Nice consistency, guys getting their stuff in, people going over the top in a good way. So it wasn't terrible at all. Yeah. Um, I thought there were some good comedic spots in it. I thought that. Um, yeah, minus El Torito. Um, everything else I can stomach. Yeah, yeah. Everything was pretty fine, I think. Um, I think they really missed the boat by not putting Daniel Bryan in a 30. They knew that they they knew the crowd wanted it. And where was Daniel Bryan going to go after you know you know after the Bray Wyatt match? Yeah. I think that's my biggest question is you just had Bray Wyatt uh, defeat Daniel Bryan early in the night and then you set up Wyatt and Cena and then you just have Daniel Bryan just kind of meandering about out, out here. So that was the only confusing part to me. Um, so, with that being said, mm-hmm. what did you think of the event as a whole? Um, just not a fan because this was that. This this is that weird where it's a couple of matches in the rumble, which it usually is, but there just weren't. There wasn't any meat on the bone of that uh, of the matches. Did they just look secondary compared to the rumble? Which I guess they should, and that's fine but they just were really actually bad. Like outside of your Daniel Bryan and Bray, I mean, what really happened? I mean, I mean, yeah, Orton, Cena, but yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't any, it, it was, it was okay for me. It, well, it wasn't okay, but you, 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 you know what I'm saying, Cod, or no? Mm-hmm. Like there I... wasn't any um, razzle-dazzle. Again, like, with the matches, the non the non rumble matches, why should I care? Yeah, yeah, and I think the story building up to Bray Wyatt Daniel Bryan was good enough. Um, and look, the, the, we're we're not in network territory yet, so you had to pay pay for this. So, yeah. um, at, at at the time, I will not say that it was streamed illegally, but um, I don't think looking at the card on paper 
was saying put fi- put fifty dollars aside this month to to pay for the rumble. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, if you didn't watch the pre-show, you got four matches. And yeah, no. No, I'm with you in a, a three-hour show. In a, in a time period, like you said, where you're actually paying 50 bucks, like, yeah. So, so now you have to make that decision. And then even the Rumbles after 2014, you're like, well, I'm going to pay my money to watch Roman Reigns win this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And they swerved you a couple times in between there, but but yeah. Yeah. Um, Rumble was meh. Yeah. Orton Cena, we've gone on about it. Little um Lesnar and Big Show is fine. I mean, it wasn't, but it was there for filler. Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan is the only reason you should watch this. Other than if you uh like to drub up history and watch the uh, dying moments of CM Punk in WWE. Burial. Uh, <laughs> um, so obviously this would all lead to WrestleMania 30, um, which, if my memory serves correctly, was a very strong show for the most part. Um, we got Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Uh, kind of filling that CM Punk role as we alluded to earlier. Um, and then they shoehorned the stipulation in here that um, if Dana Bryan won, oh, sorry, if the winner won, you know, whoever won would be put into the world title match. Um, you had a squash match with the Shield, uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, um, Cena and Wyatt. Lesnar versus The Undertaker. And then you had the triple threat for the world title to, to close out the show. Um, so you can, for the most part, take a lot of what happened at this Royal Rumble and kind of string it to this one. Um, yeah. And then fill in some spots in, in between. And that's kind of how I, I like to... Um, kind of see whether Royal Rumble has been successful or not. Because I said this, I can't remember if it was the 2002 or 2003 version um, that we looked at on on the retro review, but um, the Royal Rumble is the start of the road to WrestleMania. So you have to get some storylines going in order to kind of get this card rolling. So as a card, was it successful? I would say I would say not really. You got one match built out of it, and then two if you include the Rumble win. But other than that, I don't think this is one <clears throat> that will go in the most popular of Rumble piles. Um, I think it's just very average, very below par. I agree with you. So that's it for the retro review uh, for this one. Um, Royal Rumble is this is this upcoming Saturday, which means um, this will be the last Rumble we're taking a look at this month of January. So um, there was there's one card in particular I wanted to take a look at. Um, this is um, an NXT Takeover show 
This is uh, this is Takeover Philadelphia. Um, so this was a part of the Royal Rumble that weekend. So this would be 2018. Um, typically, we let you know um, the first match on the card. I have a new challenge for you this time, Jeff. Uh oh. On the main card, not only the mm-hmm. on the main card, including managers, how many people are still employed with WWE? From NXT. From NXT Takeover Philadelphia in January of 2018. Oh man, okay. Um, knowing the landscape now, man, I'm gonna. Uh, so you're saying how many people are left? How many people are still employed with WWE? Um, three. You're very, very close. It's two. I was gonna. I was gonna. <laughs> damn, I was gonna say two, but I was like, let me go one over just for one that I'm not remembering. You know. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, on the off chance, can you name either of them? Oh, no way. Um, <laughs> from 28... January 2018. Two that are still there. Uh, I'll give you a hint. They're both... Sami Zayn's one, right? Or am I... So, they I'm are both okay. female. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Nah. I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, that could be anybody. Charlotte Flair? No, I, I, don't, I don't know them. So, Zelina Vega, who was managing Andrade. Yes, yeah, um, and and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, who? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, she's scared of she's scared of Lily the doll. Don't forget that. Um, don't know the context, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> oh God, um, but in the but you know. We have a we have a tradition on this show. We're not going to break it. The opening contest is for the NXT Tag Team Championship, as Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defend against the Authors of Pain. That would be Akam and Rezar uh, with their manager Paul Ellering. What are they doing in 2022? They're not. Mm. I'm pretty sure after. They got released. That was it. Do you re- do you remember what they were doing on WWE Pro on uh, WWE programming last before they got released? I don't. They Is were Drake Maverick or no? Uh, that was before their last uh, stint there. Um, so the last thing they were doing is they were the enforcers for Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, With that, um, we wrap this episode of the Retro Review up. Uh, Be sure if you want to uh, share your thoughts, um, if you want to share your thoughts and opinions, go watch the show, head on over to our Twitter. That's the WP underscore pod. That's at THPWP underscore pod. Twitter, baby, all day, all day long. You can find me at Coach Cod with two Ds. You can find Jeff at 
Jeff M. Hall won. Said this before. Uh, Jeff M. Hall was taken. You always got to add the number. Um, Do something. If you want uh, to see reactions to to big wrestling news and wrestling event that goes on during the week, you can head over to our TikTok. That is at TWP underscore TT. Um, we will be live reacting to the Rumble on Saturday. Uh, so head on over, get ready for that. Um, you're listening to us on either Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or Google. Uh, but you can head on over to our PodServe page uh, where you can find other streaming sites that we are on. And finally, if you like what you're hearing, you want to support the show, you head on over to buymeacoffee.com backslash TWP pod. That's TWP POD. Uh, you can support anywhere uh, as low as a dollar, but anything uh, you donate to the show is, is, uh, is appreciated to the fullest extent of our hearts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last words, Jeff, before we depart? No, that's it. Support local wrestling. Yeah. Um, make sure if you're not watching it, uh, catch uh, the world on GCW that's on tonight. Uh, the return of the outlaw that's J E double F J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett. My God. Uh, guys. Support local wrestling, and above all, stay pure. We'll see you next time.